Bible says immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened, the moon shall turn to blood, and he shall come. Can you say amen? The Son of God shall return. The Bible says, I saw a white horse. Him that sat upon it was called faithful and true. In righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. Had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. His name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven followed him upon white horses. Clothed in fine linen, white and clean. The fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Look at your neighbor and say, we coming back with him. Glory to God, we are coming back with him. Praise God, so exciting. You may be seated this morning. <clears throat> Praise God. Keep your thoughts, keep your thoughts this morning open about that great wedding that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. want to ask our ushers to come and uh, let's give as, as God hath blessed. <clears throat> I want to say uh, uh, that uh, you you have been so faithful this year, and I, I just want to tell you as a pastor that I thank you, and I know that God will reward you for being faithful. I, I love each and every one of you. <clears throat> Bethel has had a good year. I, I, I was so happy to be able to, uh, as a church, uh, we were so happy to be able to bless so many people and uh, take so many people out to eat and bless families that couldn't help themselves with turkeys and hams and dinners and uh, I don't know what we spent uh, counting the counting the treats and counting everything. I'm sure it was well over $2,000. But you know what? <clears throat> God blessed us. And even a lot of the big churches don't even do anything like that. But you know what? God has blessed our little church, and, and we've been able to do it. And uh, I know that if we give as unto the Lord, he's promised us that he will bless us. Can you say amen? <clears throat> the word says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall man give into your bosom. That that you meet out, it shall be meted back to you again. Amen? <clears throat> Bible says... Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And try me here with saith the Lord of the host, if I will not pour out a blessing that ye shall not be able to receive. How many here has been blessed today? <clears throat> we've been blessed. We've been blessed by God because we bless. As so, many, so often I make the statement, if you want to be blessed, what do you got to do? Bless. bless. Praise God. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for these faithful people. And I pray, God, according to what your word says, that you will continue to honor your word and bless these people. In Jesus' precious name, and everybody says, Amen. 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 Praise God. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed will never cease.
may stand. Y'all are gonna have to help me sing because I've got a sore throat and my voice keeps cracking when I don't want it to. <laughs> but you know what? If God can use a donkey to speak and he can use my voice, so. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord most high. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord most high. The name of the Lord is a strong. 
excited and pastor wanted us to sing a special before he preached called King Jesus. It's an old song. If you want to sing along, come ahead. I need the help. <laughs> All the armies of the world someday gather and they'll pass before that great reviewing stand and they'll beat their swords and weapons You know, the Bible tells us it's listed in the book of in the book of Micah, it's listed in the book of Isaiah, and it speaks of that time. It says, In the last days, uh, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted among the hills. All nations shall flow into it, and many shall go and say, Come ye, let us go to the mountain of the house of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us of his ways. We shall walk in his pathways. Out of Zion shall come forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. They shall teach many nations. He shall rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares. Their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. Can you say amen? amen. That's talking about the thousand year millennium. Can you say just one more verse of that? <coughs> Which one? Last one. And I want you to stand. We're asking a whole lot of the praise team. Because <coughs> I, I, I kind of know what she's going through. I don't have a sore throat, but I got a cough today. But we're going to make it, aren't we? We are. We're going to make it through it. I know JD's not feeling well either. But you know what? Jesus is coming back to earth again. I'm not talking about the rapture. I'm talking about his second coming. And he's going to set up his thousand-year millennial kingdom. 
And you know what? We're going to live on earth with him a thousand years. Can you say amen? Sing it together with us. Unobscured the sun will drive away the shadows At the dawning of the great eternal day Oh, praise God, praise God And there'll be no sounds of crying in the ghetto For all grief and pain and death shall pass away God, God, this lets me know you have a plan. God, you have a plan. And your plan will come together. Lord, the world thinks that they know what's going on. We know the day that Satan, with the use of the Antichrist, the false prophet, we know that one day they think that they're going to control this place. But God, you're coming back to earth again and you're going to rule. And God, I pray you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. We love you today and we're so happy. We've read the end of the book. We know who wins. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Praise God. <coughs> you may be seated. <coughs> Try to bear with me this morning. I, <coughs> I, I apologize. I've been hacking and hacking and... and uh, taking all kinds of stuff, and I'm just praying that the Lord's going to get us through this today. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. But I, I love that song. I hadn't heard that song in a long time. And it, <clears throat> this about the middle of the week, uh, <clears throat> it, 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 it came to my heart, and, and uh, I text Sister Karen, and she, she is always willing, if she doesn't know something, to look it up, to learn it, or whatever, and I was pretty sure she knew the song, and uh, yes, thank the Lord for Karen and, and all, all of our praise team, but uh, I want to talk to you today, try not to keep you too long, but I want to entitle my message today that there is going to be a wedding. You know, is there anybody here that's never attended a wedding? Anybody? You've never been to a wedding? <clears throat> I guess... I guess uh, 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 it's one of the most exciting things there is <clears throat> to watch a man and a woman that are deeply in love <clears throat> to come together and uh, to become one in Christ. The Bible 
<clears throat> says that uh, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall come together uh, with his wife, and they too shall become one. Well, <clears throat> I want to talk about a wedding today, but, but it's not, it's not a, what we would refer to as a natural wedding. <clears throat> I want to talk to you today about the wedding that's going to take place in the heavens one of these days. <clears throat> now, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that are going to <clears throat> lead up to this wedding, and I'll do my best today to give you scripture and, and, and to help you understand. <clears throat> Brother Cecil, I know I didn't give you a lot of scripture, but I'll give you time to, 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 to put something up on the board. In fact, if you want to follow along in your Bibles, or, <clears throat> or, or Brother Cecil will put up uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, <clears throat> and we're in a moment we'll start our reading with verse number 1. Verse number 1 through verse number 8. Now, first of all, how many knows that, that God is a God of order? Okay? How many knows that God has a chronological order of things that will take place? How many knows that God knows everything? Amen? God knows, uh, God knows the future. And God knows what's going to happen to you know, if you, if you study the scripture, you know, he knows the paths of a righteous or a good person, okay? In the King James, it says good. It speaks of a righteous individual. God knows their pathways, and God plans their pathways. Uh, Paul wrote to the church at Rome, and the Bible says that, that for the child of God, all things work together for the, the good of them that love the Lord, them that are called according to His purpose. And that word good means benefit. In other words, <clears throat> if, if you are a child of God, God has put together a plan for your life, and we've got to understand if God is in charge of that plan, He has an order. He has an order for your life. If you're here today and, and <clears throat> you have, have yet to give your heart and life to Christ or you're living in sin... I want you to know that the greatest, the greatest experience in the world is to become born again, <clears throat> by far. <clears throat> the greatest experience and the greatest walk of joy and peace is to be a Christian and to know Christ. <clears throat> and know that <clears throat> as far as your life is concerned, that God is in charge of it. Can you say amen? God's Word also has an order to it. And, and this scripture that, that I'm about to read to you is one of the most controversial scriptures today <clears throat> because many have, have, have taken it out of context and <clears throat> through this scripture many have, have, uh, have taken the rapture out of the Bible. Okay, <clears throat> I, was, I was very disappointed. I read uh, uh, <clears throat> the Sunday school lesson for next week and Brother Albert that you'll be teaching and I read and they were talking about the rapture of the church or at least they were using rapture scriptures and then they were talking about the second coming <clears throat> and not one place, not one place in our Sunday school book did it say anything about the word rapture. It did not even use the word rapture. And that, that disturbs me because that book was an assembly of God uh, Springfield, Missouri, out of out of uh, <clears throat> out of our home office. That's where it came from, and 
Uh, if they ask me, I'm going to give them my opinion whether I'm sure they really don't care what I think. But I'm disturbed today because people are getting away, are, are getting away from the teaching of the rapture. <clears throat> and we've got to understand that the rapture is very important when we're talking about the great wedding. <clears throat> the great wedding that is going to take place. And <clears throat> I want to read these eight verses with you <clears throat> and do a little commentary and, and help you understand that there is a difference between the rapture, which is a great gathering of the saints in the clouds. There's a difference between that and what the Bible calls the day of Christ or the day of the Lord. The great gathering is the gathering of the saints for the wedding in the clouds. Can you say amen? <clears throat> the rapture takes place and we the bride of Christ are taken up into the clouds to meet the groom. Who is the groom? <clears throat> the groom is the lamb. The groom is Jesus. And <clears throat> We'll go back to heaven. We know there's a lot of things that will take place. <clears throat> we know there will be the judgment seat of Christ. We know that there will be the great wedding of, of the bride and the groom. There will be the great supper, the marriage supper of the Lamb. All of these things that we have to look forward to, but the beginning of it, the order, the beginning is the rapture of the church, <clears throat> and we are waiting for that to take place. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him... That coming there and that gathering is speaking of the rapture of the church. I want you to understand. <clears throat> now, Paul must have recognized that those at Thessalonica, which were the Thessalonians, they were having troubles understanding the difference between the rapture and the second coming. <clears throat> so in this scripture, what he's trried to do is explain to them that there's a difference between the gathering in the clouds, the rapture, and the day of Christ. Because every place in your Bible where the day of Christ or the day of the Lord is mentioned, it is not the rapture. It is the second coming of Christ when he comes back to earth and we come back with him. <clears throat> and we know that there is at least seven years between those two dates. Do you follow me? We know that. We know the Antichrist is going to sign a covenant at the beginning of the seven years. Daniel says he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, one week of years. But in the middle of the covenant, he'll, but in the middle of the week, he'll break the covenant and the oblation and the sacrifice shall cease. So, so we know he will. The Antichrist will show up and be revealed. At the very beginning of the tribulation. This scripture tells us that, that the church has to be gone before the Antichrist is revealed. So if we have to leave before he's revealed, then that means we're going to be out of here before the tribulation begins. Amen? Then the Bible tells us we're coming back. When are we coming back? After the tribulation. The Bible says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened, the moon shall not give her a light, the stars shall fall from heaven, the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, coming back with the saints of God. So <clears throat> I, I, I know this is real quick, and I, 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 could, I could take a week and teach this to you and, and give you a, a, a boatload of scriptures, but we ain't got but about 25 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to give you what I can give you this morning. But the idea is this. We have to have a pre-trib rapture in order to have a wedding. Do you understand that? 
pre-trib means, the word pre means basically what? Before, okay? <clears throat> so pre-trib means before the tribulation starts, <clears throat> we the saints are going to be taken out. So verse 1 speaks of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in a great gathering. <clears throat> verse number 2, Paul begins to explain that <clears throat> to don't be confused with the difference between uh, that great gathering and, and the day of Christ, which actually it should have been interpreted in the Greek. It should have been interpreted in the King James as the day of the Lord, not the day of Christ, but actually it means the same thing. Okay? <clears throat> but he said, <clears throat> Be not soon shaken in mind. He's talking to the saints. Don't be troubled in spirit or in word or letter as from us. Don't be worried that the day of Christ is at hand. <clears throat> because there's a lot of things that's got to happen before the day of Christ takes place. Again, everywhere in the Bible where it says day of Christ or day of the Lord, it is not the rapture. It is the second coming of Christ, okay? Stay with me today. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to build a foundation to talk about that wedding with you, okay? So he said, don't be troubled, for he says, <clears throat> don't let anybody deceive you for that day. What day? <clears throat> the day of Christ. That day shall not come except some things take place. Okay? He didn't say anything had to happen before the great gathering, <clears throat> but he said some things have to take place before the day of Christ. He said, first of all, there's going to come a great falling away. That great falling away, if you look in the Greek, it speaks of a great day of, of, of apostasy, a great day of the departure of the faith. And so that's got to happen before the second coming of Christ. And it also says before the second coming of Christ, the man of sin shall be revealed the son of perdition. Who is that? That's the Antichrist. That's right. So, so before Jesus returns back to earth, okay, not the rapture, but before he comes back to earth, <clears throat> there's going to be a great falling away and the Antichrist will be revealed. Okay. And then he begins to talk about what the Antichrist will do during that seven-year period. The first three and a half years, we know there will be peace with Israel. The second half, he will attack Israel. It says, he will oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God or worship. So he is God, will set himself up in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Doing exactly exactly what Lucifer did in the dateless past. Did you know that? Isaiah 14 talks about what Lucifer did in the dateless past. He said, Lucifer said, I will be like the Most High God. I will be like the Most High God. Well, that's exactly what he's using the Antichrist, which will be demon-possessed, which will be a man. He will set himself up in the temple in the middle of the tribulation. He will set himself up as God. <clears throat> and Paul's telling this to the church. Paul said, Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Now you're going to understand what's keeping the Antichrist from being revealed. Okay? You see, the Antichrist got to come. There's got to be a great falling away. There's got to be a rapture. All of these things have got to happen before the day of the Lord takes place. Before the day of Christ takes place. Let me tell you, the rapture could happen at any moment. <clears throat> but the great day of the Lord cannot happen any moment. Why? He just told us. 
there's things that's got to take place. Has the rapture taken place? I hope not. We're still here. Amen? Amen? The rapture hadn't taken place. Has the Antichrist signed a covenant with the Jews? No. No, because we ain't going to see it. We're going to be gone. You see what I'm saying? So, so we do know that, that, that these are things that must happen before the day of the Lord. For he says the mystery of iniquity. Now, the Greek interpretation there of the mystery of iniquity <coughs> speaks of the mystery, lawlessness. The mystery of iniquity hath already working. It's already in the world. Lawlessness has been in the world from the beginning. You know what? <clears throat> when Cain killed Abel, that was lawlessness. Amen? And murder has continued. We saw murder here not too many days ago when a man became jealous and I guess killed his girlfriend or his wife. It happened over in Duncan, I think at a Walmart store. A similar situation. It's all around murder and strife everywhere. Lawlessness is in the world. He goes on to say, only he, only he, now he hears the church. He's not the Holy Spirit. Because the he here, which is mentioned in masculine form, if you study the Bible, we are the bride of Christ, but there's two scriptures in God's Word where the church is mentioned, I believe, by Paul uh, uh, in masculine nature. Okay? So <clears throat> this is not against the scripture. Many say that the Holy Spirit will be taken up uh, during the tribulation period, that's, that can't be so. No man can say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. Nobody can get saved in tribulation without the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will be here. Can you say amen? I could share with you in Scripture and give you Scripture and verse. Millions will get saved in the tribulation. It's going to happen. So he cannot be the Holy Spirit. He is the church. He the church who now letteth. The word let in the Greek means to restrain. He the church who now restraineth, talking about the Antichrist, will restrain until he the church be taken out of the way, and then shall the wicked one be revealed. So if the wicked one's going to be revealed by signing the covenant at the beginning of the seven years, and we have to be out of here before he's revealed, then I believe in a pre-trib. Can you say amen? I believe that we're going to be out of here. Then shall the wicked one, the Antichrist, be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Again, God is a God of order. God is a God of order. We know that, we know that before the tribulation can begin, there has to be a rapture. Amen? We know that, without a doubt. The rapture must take place. The great gathering in the clouds, the, pre, the, the, the pre-trib rapture. What's going to happen in the clouds when the trumpet of God sounds? Oh, it's going to be special. <clears throat> because you see, <clears throat> the groom, which is also referred to as the Lamb, which is also referred to as Jesus Christ, he will come in the clouds. He promised that he would. Amen. I said he promised that he would. He will come in the clouds, the Bible tells us. And we find that trumpet's going to sound. And his bride, his bride, which is the church. Look at your neighbor and say, I am a bride awaiting for the coming of my groom. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Praise God. Turn over to the book of Revelations. Chapter 19. I want to read another scripture for you. This is the beginning of the wedding. 
the rapture of the church, the beginning of the wedding. Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 9. Praise God. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Jesus or to Him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and His wife hath made herself ready. It doesn't just happen. <clears throat> I said it doesn't just happen. <clears throat> we live... <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> we live in a country today where people believe just because they are an American that we are, they are saved because this is a Christian nation. I, I, I want to let you in on a secret without hurting your feelings. I love this country. I love it with all of my heart. I was too young uh, when the draft came out, but I would have went and I would have fought. The Vietnam War was just ending <clears throat> as I was a teenager growing up, but I would have fought. Because I believe in respect, amen, standing true. I have the greatest respect for the men and the women that have, uh, thank you, sweetie, that really don't help, but I, I got some, but thank you for thinking of me. <clears throat> uh, but, I, but, but I have the greatest respect for our, our military. I was on the elevator at the hospital the other day, and three, three military people, two men and a woman got on, and <clears throat> and I told them, I said, I have the greatest respect of what you're doing. I said, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing because what you're doing is allowing me to be free. <clears throat> can, can, can you say amen? Allows, allows me to be free. And so, so I have the greatest respect for our country. But <clears throat> I don't want to shock you today, but America is not a Christian's country. Are you listening to me? <clears throat> America has got away from God. I venture to say less than 2% of America has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and is living for God. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't just happen. Are you listening to me? There's people that think, well, I live in America, I'm a Christian. It doesn't just happen. If you confess your sins, I'll be faithful and just to forgive you your sins. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Can you say amen? It doesn't just happen. You have to do something about it. He said let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Christ. For the marriage of the Lamb which is Jesus is come. And his wife. Who is his wife? We the church hath made herself ready. Can you say Amen. Glory to God. Give the Lord a hand today. God has opened the door so we can make ourselves ready. How do you do that? By becoming born again and coming to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Don't tell me you're a Christian if you're living in sin. Don't tell me you're a Christian. Well, I love Jesus or I believe in Jesus. Let me let you in on a secret. The devil believes in Jesus. He has met him face to face. <laughs> Believing is one thing. But making yourself ready is another. You say, I just don't believe that. Well, you may not believe it, but you'll meet him face to face one day. And to her, talking about the bride, she shall be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. 
For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Can you say amen? When we get those glorified bodies, when the trumpet of God sounds, and we will be changed, the dead in Christ first, then we which are alive and remain, and go forever up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, we will put on those righteous robes. Can you say amen? We will present ourselves <coughs> or be presented as the bride to the groom and to go back to heaven. Now, <coughs> there's been much controversy, and I'm not going to claim that I have all the answers, but we know that when we get back in heaven, during the seven years of tribulation on earth, we know that there's going to be some things going on in heaven. Amen? We know that there's going to be a judgment seat of Christ. The rapture takes place, Revelations 4 and 1, and automatically we see us before the throne, recognized as the 24 elders. Uh, we know that there's going to be a judgment seat of Christ recorded in chapter 4 and chapter 5. By the millions we'll be there. <coughs> we know in chapter 19 that there's going to be a great supper the marriage supper of the Lamb. I mean, it's going to be a big thing going on up there, amen? Now, there are those that say, well, this is when the wedding takes place, and this is when the wedding takes place. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think anybody knows exactly. But the beginning of the ceremony, I do know, takes place when a trumpet sounds. And the church rise, and we are in those... Those, <clears throat> those linen garments, white as snow and pure. Can you say amen? And from there, <clears throat> sometime, sometime during that seven-year period, sometime we're going to have that great wedding. There's going to be a great marriage supper in the clouds. Verse number 9, And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto thee, These things are the true Sayings of God. So you see, we have to be raptured. We have to be gathered together in the clouds. Us in our fine linen, we, the bride of Christ, be prepared to meet our groom in the air. There will be a judgment seat of Christ. There's going to be a wedding. There's going to be a marriage supper. At the close of that supper, the Bible tells us we're going to mount white horses. And that's when we come back to earth. That's when King Jesus comes to live with us again. Can you say amen? So we know that God's Word paints a beautiful picture, and we know it's going to happen in a certain way. But now here's the bad news. <clears throat> we live in a world today that said... I've heard, I've heard of the promise of His coming. And since then, the prophets of old have died off. And He still hadn't showed up. That's the attitude of the world today. And not just the world, let me tell you what. <clears throat> that has become the attitude of the church because did you know much of the church today does not even believe in a rapture? How's there going to be a wedding? Without a rapture. Are you listening to it? How's there going to be a judgment seat up there for the saints? How's there going to be a marriage that takes place? How is there going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb if we do not leave this world? Let me share with you what some are saying today. Many claim that the rapture was never even taught in the New Testament. Can you believe that? Some say that it began in 1830 by a man by the name of John Nelson Darby. 
that he began this teaching of the rapture. And it was, it was, never, it was never taught by anybody until 1830. And many people today think that us Pentecostals are crazy. But I want to let you in on a secret today. <clears throat> the teaching of the rapture and the gathering together of the great wedding in the sky wasn't just taught by Mr. Darby, but it was taught by Jesus. Can you say amen? Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. When did he leave? After he rose from the grave, amen? He, he, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Now listen to these words. It's very careful. I will come again to receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. In other words, he meets us in the clouds. And we go back to where he is. Can you say amen? That's a teaching of the rapture. <clears throat> you know, others say, well, no, no, that's not the rapture. Well, <clears throat> John taught us, John said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. A son of God in the New Testament is somebody that is born again, that, that has experienced the new birth and become one of the sons of God. The Old Testament, the sons of God were angels. They were angels by way of, 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 of direct creation. They were not... Uh, they, they, they were not born, they were created. We in the New Testament have become sons of God by way of direct creation. In other words, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. Can you say amen? So John taught, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, the Bible tells us. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man and woman that hath this hope purifieth himself even as they're pure. What does that purification speak of? That purification speaks of being prepared <clears throat> to rise and to meet him in the air as the bride of Christ. Can you say amen? Oh, I could go on. John spoke of it in Revelations 4 and 1. Paul talked about it in 1 Thessalonians, 1 Corinthians. Don't have time to give all of these to you, <clears throat> but tell me it's not talking about a great rapture. Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. The word ignorant does not mean stupid, but it means unlearned. That's right. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also will sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now tell me again, tell me again today that the truth, that the rapture was not taught then. Paul told the church at 1 Corinthians, he said, Behold, I show you mystery. You know what the word mystery means in the Greek? The word mystery means something that had not yet been taught. Something that had not been revealed. 
Paul said to the Corinthian church, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. But we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump. The trumpet shall sound. The dead shall be raised incorruptibly. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. Mortals shall put on immortality. So when this corruptible is put on incorruption, mortals put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the same. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? On and on we could go. Scripture after scripture after scripture. Let me tell you what. Brother Nelson, Brother Nelson here, Brother Darby Nelson uh, from 1830. Well, he might have been the first that people recognized teaching the rapture. But I can say he might have been the only one back then that had any sense. Because he read it and he believed it and accepted what he read. And today I read it and I accept it and know that there's got to be a rapture and it's a pre-trib rapture and we're going to be taken up. And folks, we need to be excited because there's going to be a great wedding. Can you say amen? Every child of God will be a part of that wedding except for those that make excuses not to show up. Turn with me and as I read this, we're not closing, Brother JT, but we're going in that direction. Can you say amen? Amen, he said. <coughs> Luke chapter 14. <coughs> Stay with me. <coughs> Verse number 15. I want to start with the Great Supper. Now, I want you to understand something about this Great Supper. This is referring to the marriage supper of the Lamb that's going to take place after the rapture. I want you to understand that this invitation that was given, the Jewish people rejected. And because they rejected, we were grafted in and we were invited. You go all the way back to Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 12, <coughs> where God had promised through Abraham and through the Jews, but he also said through them all nations of the earth would be blessed. In other words... That through the Jewish line, we find that one day that we would be grafted in. <clears throat> but notice this great supper. I, I cannot even imagine. <clears throat> Can you imagine getting an invitation in the mail? <clears throat> this is an invitation from the Father in heaven. My son is getting married. You've got those invitations before, haven't you? All of us have. You know, our friend sends us these invitations and, you know, and, and, and we want to bring a present. We want to be there for it. Imagine the Father sending you an invitation. <clears throat> My son, the Lamb, his name is Jesus Christ. He came to save his people from their sins. My son is about to be married. There's going to be a great marriage in the sky. Oh, and there's going to be a big old supper afterwards. And I want you all to come. I cannot imagine people rejecting that. Yet I stop and I, I, look, at, I look at the human race today, fixing to be 2020. I look at the human race, and probably 98% of this world has thrown that invitation in the trash. I'm not interested in coming. Wait a minute. Not only is this an invitation to the wedding, the Father's inviting you to come to the Son's wedding, you get to be the bride. 
You get to be a part. I'm not talking about the best man. Oh, that, that, that's pretty honorable to be the best man in a way. Have you ever been a best man? Amen. You, you ever been a, what do you call a maid of honor? Uh, you know, have you ever, sure, yeah. But I'm not talking about the maid of honor. I'm not talking about the best man. I'm talking about to be a part of the bride. I'm talking about to be a part of the wedding. I'm not interested. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said to them, Blessed the he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. <clears throat> in other words, that shall be a part of this wedding and shall be a part of this great supper. Then he said unto him, A certain man made a great supper. That's the father. And he gave invitation. He bade many. And he sent his servant... Keep in mind, as we read, that servant that he sent out is the Holy Spirit because nobody gets saved without the Holy Spirit giving them invitation. <clears throat> but God showed me something that was so real. He said, son, not only is the Holy Spirit that servant, but you, my bride, are that servant because as you accept the invitation, through the Spirit, you give invitation to others. Can you say amen? How long has it been? Went to your kids and said, there's going to be a wedding. And we've all been invited. This is all we have to do. Well, I don't want to hurt my kids' feelings or they don't like me to talk about church to them. I may hurt their feelings. Hell's going to hurt their feelings. Tell them about the invitation. It has been given by the Father. He sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden. He said, come, all things are now ready. It's yours. I'm giving it to you. And they all went with one consent, began to make excuses. In theology, this is the Jewish nation. But if we look at it as symbolism, it comes all the way down to you and I today. <clears throat> We've been grafted in the vine, yet we continue to reject. This is what the first one said unto him. Oh, you know, I bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I, I pray, how many excuse? How, how, how many's been ever been invited to a wedding or to something, and you didn't want to go, and you gave an excuse? Well, JT, that arm went up like a rock. <coughs> Rocket. <coughs> how many of you ever done that? And maybe you, what, what, what we used to call shaded the truth just a little bit. <coughs> I feel a cold coming on. I do believe I got a tummy ache. It has something to do with eating two pounds of ribs. But I can honestly say and tell them I ain't coming because I'm sick. Amen? Amen? Well, listen to these excuses. He began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground, and I need to go and see it. I pray, have me excuse. Who buys a piece of ground before you see it? I mean, if you're here today, I've got this Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco that I'm going to sell it to you for a good price. We'll build this church tomorrow. Amen? Nobody buys a piece of land without seeing it. You see, an excuse. Amen? Another one said, well, I have five yoke of oxen, and I, I go to prove them. I pray they have me excused. I don't think that's a good enough excuse to call the ox in the ditch, do you? 
And another one said, well, I just got married. I married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. You know what, you know what Jesus said? <clears throat> he that cometh after me must deny mother, father, brother and sister, houses and land, gold and silver. He that cometh, to get, cometh unto me must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something today. Don't let your family pull you away from God's house. So that servant came and he told the Lord. He went back to God and he said, Master of the house, being angry, said to the servant. He said, he showed him them things, the rejections. And he said, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the blind, the, 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 the maimed, the halt, the blind. Well, what he's talking about here, bring out those those basically that don't know anything about me, bring them in so we can teach them. That's what we're doing today. We're teaching you. Bring them in. Whosoever will shall call upon the name of the Lord. And the servant said, Lord, it is done. But he said, I've invited all of them, but still, still there's room. And this Lord said unto the servant, Go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. I, I, I close with this this morning. The invitation has been given. Will you accept it? Or will you reject it? <clears throat> I, I am so fortunate to have been raised in a Christian home. <clears throat> my mom and dad loved the Lord. Sunday mornings, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, whether we were going to go to church. I knew. My dad would wake me up, and if I hanged out in bed very long, he'd come in there with shaving lotion, and he'd, he'd put it all over my face, and I'd come out of that bed fighting mad. He says, when I say it's time for church, get up. But you know what? All of that anger that I had at that moment... Today my dad's in heaven, and I thank the Lord for all of those times when, you know, you know what kids call it today? I was drugged to church. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. I thank God that I was drugged to church. I thank God that I, that, that I came to church and I got to hear about the saving grace of Jesus. I thank God that when the invitation was given for the wedding, I knew enough to say, yes, I want to go. And I'm going to tell you what today, folks, I'm going to be there. Whether I'm a part of the dead in Christ or whether I'm a part of the alive in Christ, I'm going to hear a trumpet sound. And I'm going to put on a beautiful white, I hate to say, J.D., I hate to say I'm going to put on a pretty white gown. But, but I just hope, I hope Jesus has, says feminine gowns and masculine gowns. There, there ain't going to be any feminine or masculine up there, but, but please don't give me some feminine gown. Amen? <clears throat> I'm going to put on a, a, a white gown of righteousness, not because I'm anything special, but because I heard the invitation and I accepted it. Did you know that's what makes the difference? Someone says, you think you're better. You think you're better than the drug addict. Not at all. If it wasn't for the mercies of God, I might have been a drug addict. You think, you think you're better than, 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 than that person that molests little kids. No. 
Because if it wasn't for the mercies of God, there's no telling what I would have done. Are you listening to me? Are you li- because when Satan comes upon an individual, you become prey to him. And there's no telling what you can become. But thank God I was raised. And even for those that weren't raised here today, you can accept him and accept his invitation.